My eyesight's not as good as all these young people, you see, so I've got to have uh, a, a bit more light. Uh, a very, very warm welcome to you all this evening, and it's uh, really lovely to be here. Uh, part of uh, the joy of Christmas is, uh, is coming home to family and friends, isn't it? And, and so it, it is a great joy for me to be here among you this evening. Uh, and I'm also very grateful to, uh, to Alistair for the invitation to come and, and speak to you. Um, I want to speak uh, this evening, I'm going to speak about babies, because I think that is, uh, that is what Christmas is about, isn't it? Well, a baby in particular. Um, and, uh, but in a sense, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of uh, sense in which we all become a little childlike at this time of year, with uh, the tinsel and the, the presents and the, the, the food and, and family and fun, all that kind of stuff. And, and so I, I'm going to talk about babies, but I'm also... I've been reading a little bit of Charles Dickens at the moment, and he writes a, a great book called um, A Tale of Two Cities, where he contrasts two very different things. Uh, and I'm going to do that this evening. I'm going to contrast two very different things. So I'm going to steal his title, and therefore my title of my talk this evening, if we could have it, is A Tale of Two Babies. It'll make sense, trust me. Um, but I, I appreciate I have to be ca- uh, careful this evening, because there are people, or there will be people among us, who... Um, uh, who like babies, and I know babies over the, the years have done a great job of selling themselves as you know kind of cute and pink and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I think when you're among you know family and friends, you, you should be able to be honest with one another. And I think in church, you should be able to tell the truth, shouldn't you? So let, let's just let's just say it as it is and ad- admit that actually babies are quite evil, really, aren't they? <laughs> ba- babies, well, they are, they are, and and. You may have heard the story of the woman who gets on the bus uh, with her baby and the, uh, the bus driver gives her her, her ticket and then uh, he says to her, Madam, that is the ugliest baby I have ever seen. And, and the woman is horrified, absolutely horrified. She's, she's just stunned. And, and she goes and sits in the back seat and she just sits there and she's obviously, obviously upset. And, and the man next to her says, are you okay? And he says, she says, that, that bus driver, he was just... You were just so rude, just incredibly rude. And the man says, I'm really sorry about that. And she says, I, I think I, I want to go and tell him what I think of him. And the man says, you should. You should go and tell him exactly what you think of him. And if it'll help you, I'll hold your monkey for you. <laughs> now, I'm, no, no, I'm not going to say the babies are ugly. They're not. They're, they're, they're all gorgeous. And they all look like Winston Churchill and all of that kind of business. But, but here's the thing. It's not the outward appearance. It's what's going on on the inside. And the real issue with babies is their selfishness. They are are the most selfish people on the planet. They sleep whenever they want. They they do nothing constructive. What do they add to society? Exactly. Nothing. And and then what they do is they make you run around after them and, and, and just exhaust yourself. And when you finally grab a few moments of exhausted peace and quiet, they time it perfectly, cry loudly, and make you change their nappy, feed them, and then entertain them. I mean, they are having a laugh, aren't they, really? Babies are just absolutely having a laugh. And, and uh, they are noisy, messy, smelly, and prone to temper tantrums. And uh, people complain about teenagers, which I think is shocking. Uh, but, but actually, uh, it, it begins when they're babies. Babies are the real problem. You may know the, uh, the rules governing a baby's toys. If you have babies or you're going to have babies over Christmas, you need to write these down. The rules governing a baby's toys. If I like it, it is mine. If I say it is mine, it is mine. If I saw it first, it is mine. If I had it a while ago, walked away from it, haven't touched it for hours, it is mine. If I can take it away from you, it is mine. If you lay it down, it is mine. If you're having fun with it, it is definitely mine. If it's broken, it's yours. 
I mean, that's so true, isn't it? Why is it that we have to teach uh, infants, not, not so much babies, but infants and children, to share, to tell the truth, to be nice, to not hit their siblings? Um, it, it, it's because of the evil, isn't it? It's because of the evil. Um, and, and to be honest, the Bible has been saying this for, uh, for a long time. The Bible talks about sin, uh, and it talks about sin right from the, the point of birth. And uh, a sin is essentially not doing what your parents want you to do. I mean, really, that's what it is, isn't it? It's, 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 it's not being wanting to be told what to do, but to do your own thing and go off in your own direction, particularly as we see God as our heavenly uh, Father. Uh, and, and to be honest, the way we are as children, it's just the same as we grow up. It, it's amazing how quickly we can revert to, uh, to infancy in lots of ways. And we all, as the Bible says, are like the prodigal son. Uh, we, we kind of grow up and we just wish our heavenly Father would just push off and leave us alone and let us do our own thing. With no accountability, no no responsibility or consequences. That's the way we want life to be, and 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 that's the way it is. And, and that's why people that's why people have difficulty with God. That's why people don't like God because He's always going on about responsibility and, and consequences. And quite frankly, we don't like it. And no child ever has. Like any good parent, uh, God should be there when we need Him, with an open wallet and a credit card ready. That's what my children tell me a good parent is. Um, and, and, and otherwise, just push off and leave us alone and, and let us get on with our own lives. And we are. You can see how we are like children in, in lots of ways, even as we grow up. And, and the Bible says, well, it's no wonder, therefore, the world is such a mess. And uh, to be honest, the world is a mess, isn't it? Being at this, t- this end of the year, looking back, is, is a good opportunity to reflect on what's gone by. And there'll be a few programs over uh, Christmas that will help us do that as we reflect on the events of, uh, of the world around us. And, and to be honest, what a mess. I mean, don't get me started on politics, whether that's local, regional, national, international politics. The world is a mess. Uh, and then there's the environment and, and deforestation and all that kind of stuff, and plastics everywhere and plastics in our drinking water. Uh, and then there's, there's kind of war and terrorism. And I mean, that's the big stuff, let alone the stuff that's going on in our own lives and, and in the lives of uh, the people around us. Well, I'm sorry, I, I, I just kind of catch myself there and realize that actually Christmas is about, supposed to be about joy, isn't it, and, and goodwill, and that's, that's a bit of a downer. So, so we'll, we'll park that. That's the tale of one baby. Let me go on to some good news. Do you want some good news? You do want some good news, don't you? Let me tell you the tale of another baby. Now, this baby, this baby is not as privileged as you or I. This, this baby was born to an un, uh, unmarried teenage mother, born in a, well, as we heard earlier, born in a, a shed, a cattle shed. There was no, no room for him elsewhere. Uh, laid down in a cattle feeding trough. That's not so good, is it? And yet, and yet, visited by an angelic choir, the host of heaven. A little like the choir we saw this evening, but not as good. Do you agree? Yes, of course you do. Visited by an angelic choir, then a bunch of smelly shepherds, as a bit of a low point, and then a bunch of, 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 of really wealthy scientists from the East come, and they bring extremely expensive presents and present them to this little baby. And all of them worship this little baby. Now, you think it would go to his head. you think he would kind of get full of himself. But he doesn't. This baby is perfect. This baby never sinned, was never greedy, selfish, hurtful, hateful, even as he grew up, even through teenage years. That's unbelievable, isn't it? But as he grows into adulthood, never uh, selfish or demanding. Yes, he did get hungry. Yes, he did get tired. Yes, at times he lost his temper, but always for the right reasons. 
right reasons. But this baby, says the angel, and this is really important, this baby came as the saviour. This baby came to rescue people. That's what the word saviour means. We're told by the angel, this baby has come to be our saviour, your saviour. Now, I'm sure you know what a saviour is, um, and I was thinking of examples of that. So imagine you, you break your leg and you're laying there on the floor, and an ambulance turns up. They're saviours, aren't they? Aren't they? Aren't they? They're rescuers. They're good people. You like them. They've come to help you, and they've got your best interest at heart. If your house is on fire and, and the fire engine turns up, you think they are good people. We like fire people who come and help us. They've got our best interest at heart. Imagine on New Year's Day, you go for a swim in Belfast Lock, as you do, um, and, and you're going out there and you realize, actually, you've miscalculated. It's a little bit colder than you expected. You've had one too many mince pies, and you start to struggle. And you're going under, and, and you're struggling, and you're waving, and you're thrashing. And the next thing, someone reaches in and pulls you out the water. That is a savior, isn't it? A lifeguard is a saviour, a rescuer. They are good people. We like them. We understand what saviours are. We like them. But why, why do we need Jesus? What's Jesus rescuing us from? Why do we, we need Jesus? Well, again, I'd remind you just to go back and reflect on this year. Just this year. Don't go too far back. Just think about what has happened this year. And as I say, think about the, the kind of climate Disaster or whatever it's called now, you know, and all the deforestation and everything that's going on and, and the, the, the political instability in the world and, and let alone the wars and the terrorisms and the, the, the wealth inequality and, and everything else. And that's just the big stuff. And then you, you think of the stuff in our own lives and the challenges that we face in our own circumstances. Now, let, let me say this. What do you think the biggest problem is facing the world? The biggest problem facing the world? I, I guarantee that all of those things that I've described and all of the things in your own life all come down to one root cause. And that root cause is the human heart. It's what is in the human heart. Jesus said it. He said the biggest problem facing the world today is, is the human heart. Out of the human heart comes all evil. Lies, hatred, greed, envy, and so on and so on and so forth. You think about it for a moment. If we uh, could only get rid of our pride and our selfishness, we would live in a perfect world Everything would be in harmony, no wars, our politicians would get on, everything would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Um, but no matter how hard we try, those destructive forces rule us. And the Bible says what causes fights and quarrels among you, they come from the desires that battle within you. The Bible's even blunter when it says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. The, 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 there is, it says, no hope in that context. Of all those things that are going on in the world, there is no hope. Or is there? Well, the biggest problem is the human heart. The greatest solution is to change that heart, is to replace that heart, to, to restore that heart back to, to, to God. And, and that is why the angel says this baby was born. This baby has come to turn the hearts of people back to God, to forgiveness and new life. God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish because of these things, but have eternal and abundant life beginning right now. 
Jesus comes to renew our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And that is, the, that is the best Christmas present ever, whether we like it or not. That is the best Christmas present. Of course, not everyone likes it. N- not everyone liked it in Jesus' day. King Herod, from out of his heart came jealousy, envy, pride, malice, all of those things. And he raged against uh, this little baby and wanted to kill him. And even today... Today, people reject Jesus, uh, pretend he doesn't exist or he's he's a myth, or maybe just celebrate Christmas and keep him in the manger, keep him at arm's length. A little baby in a manger isn't so threatening, isn't so problematic, is it? You know, but once he starts growing up and talking about accountability and responsibility and and judgment and all that kind of stuff, that is really not Christmassy and, and people don't like it. But here's the thing. We have... Throughout our history, we have tried so many things, so many philosophies and ideals and ideas and and ways of of, of trying to fix the problem. And you and I today are the best fed. We are the the, the best cared for, best educated, probably relatively the wealthiest people in history. And the world is probably in its worst state and getting worse. Nothing works Nothing that we've tried makes any dent on the, on the real problem because nothing else can change the human heart. And the angel says there is no other answer to our deepest needs and our greatest problems. The answer is Jesus. He is our only hope. He is the present that we might not want but that we absolutely need. I am a terrible person to buy presents for. I am really bad. If I want something, if I, if I need a new hammer or something, I just go on Amazon and, and ping. They deliver it the next day. Uh, and my wife is smiling. She knows it's true. Uh, and so when we get to Christmas, my, my children say, give us a list of things y- you, you want. And so they kind of work from that list. But here's the thing. That, that is a list of things I want. I know it is. Um, and, and not necessarily what I need. My wife is much more shrewd. She knows me better than I know myself, so she tells me. And, um, and, and so she, she tends to get me what I need rather than what I want. She's much better, just like God. And um, that is what God is doing when he gives us Jesus. He gives us what we need above anything else. But what you do with a present is important, isn't it? If someone gives you a present, you've got to do something about it. You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility in this. We've got to accept that present. And, and, and I think going back to that analogy of the, uh, of, of the lifeguard, there's the thing. You know, the most difficult part of being a lifeguard is actually saving someone. Because when someone is in the water and they're, they're, they're drowning, they're thrashing and they're panicking and they're, they're going wild and they're, they're uncontrollable. And the danger is that they pull both of you under. So training for a lifeguard, you've got to train to subdue that person and control them and enable both of you to get to safety. It's quite a thing. And that's the thing, I think, that the Bible talks about again and again and again, is when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to God's gift to us, we've got to stop struggling. We've got to let the rescuer rescue us. Let the Savior save us. And that's what faith is. It's trusting God rather than telling him how it should be and, and doing it ourselves. Listen, I, I'm going to finish with a story. Um, it's a story of a little boy who was, he was not a good little boy, he was a naughty little boy, uh, and he wanted a bike for Christmas. And his, his mother had tried all kinds of things. Well, this time she decided to try both religion and bribery uh, in conjunction with each other. So she said to him, listen, go and, and say your prayers and, and, and promise to God that you will be a good boy and maybe he will give you a bike for Christmas. 
So the little boy goes upstairs, he goes beside his bed, kneels down, puts his hands together, uh, and he begins to pray. And he says, Dear Lord Jesus, if you give me a bike for Christmas, I promise to be good for a whole year. And he thinks about it, and he thinks that's, that's quite a long time, really, isn't it? And so he says, Dear Lord Jesus, if you give me a bike for Christmas, I promise to be good for a whole month. And he thinks about that, and a month is a long time, isn't it, really? So he says, dear Lord Jesus, if you give me a bike for Christmas, I promise to be good for a whole week. And he just realizes it's just impossible. And in complete frustration, he stomps out of his bedroom, he stomps down the stairs, he stomps out the house, and he goes for a walk. And he's walking down the road, and he walks past his local church. And there outside the local church is a nativity scene. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the, and the stable and everything. No Jesus, because it's before Christmas, but it's all there. And as he looks at it, looks at this scene, it dawns upon him. Suddenly all becomes very clear what he must do. And so he looks around to make sure no one else is watching. And he runs up and he grabs the statue of Mary, throws her under his coat, and he runs. And he runs back up the street, runs home, runs into the house, runs up the stairs, runs into his bedroom, slams the door shut, puts Mary under the pillow, and then kneels down to pray. Dear Lord Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, you'll give me a bike for Christmas. That's what we do, though, isn't it? We, we bargain and we challenge and we try and control stuff. And listen, I want to wish you a very blessed and peaceful Christmas and, and, and New Year. But remember, Christmas really is about joy and peace and love. And, and those things only truly come when our hearts are changed. And that is all down to you and me. That's all down to you. It's down to stop fighting God. Stop telling him how it should be. And let yourself be rescued. Ask him to change your heart. Accept God's gift. Do it tonight before you leave this place if you have never done it before. Accept God's gift of love in him. And and just trust him to change your heart and to take away that that sin and that evil and to fill you with joy and peace and, and love. And then you will know, as the angel said to the shepherds, this little baby will save you from your sins. May God bless you. Amen. Thank you.